0: Have you ever felt like you just can't say no, even when you know you should? Do you often put others' needs before your own, even if it's detrimental to your own well-being? Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Asher Beckwith. This week, we're going to be discussing the last of Stephen Kessler's personality patterns. This is called the enduring pattern. Let me tell you a quick story about my friend, Sarah. Sarah's always struggled with chronic feelings of anxiety and insecurity. She's someone who always gives and gives and gives no matter what. She works as a director for a nonprofit organization. She volunteers and is always trying to help in whatever ways she possibly can. And no matter how much success she's had, in her career and relationships and volunteering, she always feels like she's just not good enough and is always afraid of being judged and criticized. Over time, Sarah came to realize that she was exhibiting what's called the enduring pattern or also referred to as the masochistic pattern. And she developed this pattern as a child in response to her parents' high expectations and criticism. She coped with her fear of being punished by becoming overly self-sacrificing, always sacrificing her needs for others, and enduring really painful experiences. As Sarah became more and more aware of this pattern, She was able to develop new coping strategies and shift how she thought about things. Over time, she learned how to set boundaries and practice self-care and challenge that negative self-talk that always told her that she was wrong or somehow unworthy. After a while, her anxiety and feelings of inadequacy started to diminish. And she was able to be much happier and live a much more fulfilling and confident life. And I'll tell you, after knowing Sarah for many, many years, this really radiated off of her. You could see her energy just completely shift. And she went from feeling very dark to feeling very light. And she started to really appreciate life more and do more things that she enjoyed, like getting out and going and hanging out with friends and not just having to do, do, do all the time to fill up that empty hole within her. Instead, she felt whole within herself and didn't have all of that criticism and constantly circulating through her head. Then she could really go out and enjoy life and live it to its And she's doing so much better now. While the enduring pattern that she was stuck in caused her pain and limited growth for years, she was able to break free from this and create a new wonderful, wonderful, positive life. And I can tell you now that her husband, her friends, we all see her in this new light. And we all see her out there truly enjoying life and now she's become a role model for all of us, which is so great. Like all of the patterns, again, I've said this many times, but they are patterns. They are not who you are. And just like you learned them, you can unlearn them. Let's talk more today about this enduring or massistic pattern. This is associated with the development stage of trust versus mistrust that occurs during infancy. In an infant's experience, if they have neglect or abuse, they develop this coping mechanism of enduring pain or discomfort in order to feel control and safety. And while this coping mechanism may have helped them at that time, becomes ingrained inside of you and it continues to be used throughout your life until you do something to interrupt it and to heal it. Let's talk about some of the characteristics that are associated with the enduring or masochistic pattern. One is a core fear that really underlies all of the individual's experiences in response to a stress or challenge. For example, core fear might be being punished or it could be being exposed as feeling inadequate or it could be just criticized, which is already adding to the criticism that is constantly going through their heads. Another element is as we've spoken about this difficulty with coping. This helps someone to manage the difficult emotions or experiences. So they cope with this fear of being punished or criticized by enduring or sometimes like they even go out of their way to seek out painful experiences. People wonder And oftentimes ask themselves why do I keep experiencing these painful things I don't understand what's happening and it's like every time they turn around there's another painful experience and this enduring pattern or masochistic pattern is so ingrained that you might not even realize on a conscious level that you are actually actively seeking out these painful experiences and then it's manifesting within your life. It's not like you're actively saying, oh, I want to have a painful experience, but it's almost like subconsciously you're seeking out these things because they go along with the patterns that you have already learned. Folks who exhibit the enduring pattern, particularly focus and struggle with self-image and having a sense of identity. For example, they see themselves as being undeserving or unworthy could be unworthy of love or unworthy of a good job or unworthy of a family or unworthy of friends or unworthy of anything there's also emotional patterns that are characteristic of this so for example this masochistic or enduring pattern they might feel helpless or victimized the behavioral patterns that tend to be associated with this pattern are self-sacrificing or being overly compliant, sacrificing your needs for other people's needs. While these are some of the more negative characteristics of the pattern, there are definitely also gifts of the pattern. For example, people who exhibit this enduring pattern tend to be insanely resilient and they can deal with difficult experiences and can also face adversity and just maintain that resiliency through all of this. They also have many strengths and talents. For example, they may have strong attention to detail or be an excellent person at organizing and have wonderful organization skills. They also tend to have really deep empathy and compassion. They have a very, very keen understanding of pain and suffering that can be experienced in life. And they are able to tap into that and have this very deep empathy and compassion for others. They're very very creative and express this through writing or art or music and they hold very valuable and unique perspectives on the world that can be shared with others let's talk about some ways to heal the enduring pattern just like with all the patterns self-awareness is as we have been doing for the past several weeks now is keeping a journal. So if these characteristics are resonating with you, then the enduring pattern might be a primary or a secondary pattern for you. So think about how these ideas are manifesting in your thoughts and emotions and behaviors. Think about kind of person you are and how you react to stress and overwhelm. Do you feel helpless or victimized? Do you feel as though you struggle with your self-image and feel undeserving or unworthy? Do you tend to notice that you experience painful experiences? Think about how this manifests in your day-to-day life and write down these thoughts and start to keep track of these patterns and see if perhaps the enduring pattern is something that you are, you are working with. Reflect on your early life experiences and how they may have contributed to developing this pattern and how this has continued to impact you throughout your entire life another thing that you can do is work on accepting this pattern just like all of the other patterns self-compassion is incredibly important realizing that you're doing the best that you can and that you've done the best that you could under the circumstances and that is okay self-compassion is key to being able to move forward. So try to identify how that's showing up in your day-to-day life. It could be within your relationships. It could be at work. It could be with your family. Identify how it's showing up for you and ways in which you can become more and more aware of this pattern. And then going back, and looking at the ways in which it's showing up. And I've found it's helpful to write down some kind of expression of self-compassion and having kindness towards myself. So I might go and recount something that happened. And maybe it wasn't the best thing that I've ever done, but I try to reflect on it and realize it's okay. That's where I was in my healing journey at that time, and it's okay, and I might not be there now, but I was there then, and just really trying to accept who you are and who you have been, because all of this is your journey. All of these are steps to healing, and all of these pieces will come together into your healing picture. It's also really important to surround yourself with friends and family or support groups that can be comforting and encouraging as you work through this healing process and be patient with yourself healing from these types of things take time and persistence so be patient with yourself celebrate those victories along the way you're doing challenging work you are rerouting your head and the networks within your head from potentially decades so be patient and celebrate every little step along the way one of the ways in which i have recently learned to celebrate some small victories is i get in front of a mirror and i start doing a little happy dance And I start saying, oh, you're awesome, Asher. You did great, Asher. You're the bomb, Asher. And while that sounds really silly and goofy, it's extremely helpful. And then I've also, over the last couple weeks, adopted the pattern of every time I see myself in the mirror, whether that be a rear view mirror or a regular mirror, I give myself a high five just to say, you're doing a good job. Another thing I've done is I pat myself on the back and that really reinforces those things. While they sound goofy, it reinforces that neural network and the physiology involved by not only having a component that is acknowledging that and being aware of it on a conscious level, but then taking it to another step And ingraining that physically by either dancing or giving myself a high five or patting myself on the back. And all of those things can really help because not only am I shifting them consciously by my thinking patterns, but I'm also shifting these things energetically by moving my body and by making certain gestures. You can also do things like writing self-compassionate letters to yourself. You can do art that perhaps reflects on some key times in the past. And you can do paintings or pictures or drawings or clay moldings, whatever it is that works for you. You can also listen to music. I find music tends to really help me get past some of those things in my past. So I might listen to some music that I listened to historically, and then I can tap back into that moment where I was going through that process, and I can forgive myself for that moment. There's also mind-body practices, yoga, meditation, anything that will help you ground Another thing that I do to help myself ground is stomp my feet on the ground, just to literally bring myself back to the ground. And that normally helps me to come back and to recenter. And then there are body-based therapies. So we've talked a little bit about this, and these are called somatic experiencing. So like massage can help you to connect stretching, moving, wiggling, dancing, all of these kinds of things can help you to connect and not only connect consciously with your thoughts, but also with your body. Take some time and identify what things might work well for you. And it might be a combination of all of these different things. And there might be certain instances in which one practice might work better than another but in the end what matters is really finding what works for you and being persistent because even though there are struggles and challenges along the way there are also many many victories along the way in this healing journey and I encourage you to focus more heavily on the victories than on the challenges Next week, I am so super excited to announce that we are going to have Kimberly Ward as a guest on this show. And she is one of the founders of the Transpersonal Energy Healing Program. And she's going to join us to talk about transpersonal energy healing and what it is and how it's used to help heal these five personality patterns. If you haven't done so already, please go back and Listen to the five personality patterns and try to identify what your primary and secondary patterns are. And then please tune in next week to hear Kimberly Ward talk about these patterns and talk about how transpersonal energy healing can be used to help this healing process. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating so others may find it. And as always... Thank you so much for listening. It is such an honor to be a part of your healing.